Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Hey folks, we had a minor setback on our way to 1,000 Patreon subscribers by the end of the year. There were around 24 declines, which means our total jumped by 40, then fell backward by 24. But that means we're still up by 16. Are you following this? It's math. It's hard for me. And in case you're just joining us, the 1,000th subscriber at bobseskashow.com or patreon.com slash bobseskashow will get to co-host an entire show with me. You'll get the chance to rant about Trump or whatever the hell's on your mind to tens of thousands of listeners. Again, that subscriber number 1,000 will get to co-host this podcast for one exciting episode. So when you get a chance, make sure to stop by our Patreon page at bobseskashow.com or patreon.com slash show and sign up for at least $1 per month. You'll hardly miss it, and you'll be supporting the show in the best way possible. Don't forget to tell all your friends, too. Again, that's show.com or just click the all-caps Patreon link beneath the logo at bobseska.com. Thank you in advance, and now let the cartoons begin. Broadcasting from Resistance Headquarters, relentlessly fighting back against the clown dictator and his regime of deplorables. Never give up, never surrender. This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. You're late! Get your kilt on! Dad, I'm not wearing a stupid kilt. Oh, you will, you'll get a kick in the face, you little bastard! Dad, we live in America, no! No one else wears kilts! Ah, no, no one else wears kilts, but then no one else is Scottish either! You'll wear it and you'll like it! I'll know! I'll kill you, son! I'll know! Oh, you're a dead man now, you bastard! Oh, you make me laugh, wee man! That's it! Say goodnight to life! Your mum wouldn't make me wear a stupid kilt! Oh, don't bring up your mother, no fair bastard! I love you! I love you, you son! I love you! I love you, it hurts! It hurts! I'm sorry. I'll wear the kilt. Welcome to All Things Scottish. My name's Angus. Can I help you? Sure, Angus. I'd like to get something Scottish for my dad, like a little leprechaun. Leprechauns are in fact Irish. Oh, Irish, Scottish, it's the same thing. Oh, it's the same thing, is it? Have a look, it's a map! There's Scotland, there's Ireland, there's the bloody sea! They're different now! Get out! Get out! Get out! This is not going to be the map! Get out! If you vote for me, all of your wildest dreams will come true. The Bob Seska Show! Well, something from Mike Pence right there and Donald Trump, right? From our nation's capital, it is Tuesday, September 3, 2019, and this is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. It is the greatest soap in the universe. Hi, what's up? My name is Bob. Hello, Bob. Hello. 
day 959 of the Trump crisis, day 124 of the constitutional crisis, 425 days until the 2020 presidential election. And oh, look, sitting right over there, it's my good friend, oh. Mr. Buzz Burbank. Hi, Buzz. Oh, man. Oh, man. Hi, Bob. Hi, everybody. Hi. I am, I'm all out of breath. Uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg beat me up the stairs again. <laughs> Boom. All right. Thank you. I, that plus the algebra with the Patreon thing. That that was tough. <laughs> I know. Yeah. So much math. Yeah. So much math. Wow. wow. Speaking of with, did, did you see this, Bob? Our last show got a five-star review. I've never even heard of a five-star review. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right, Trump, right. Trump, Trump, Trump said he'd never heard of a Category 5 hurricane, and, and that's exactly what he said about his campaign aides. I heard that. Someone told me through the grapevine. There's a rumor before, going around. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> and don't forget, Bob, they're expecting you at the White House this evening uh, for oh, that yeah? game of uh, pin the tail on the Alabama. <laughs> You're going to... See if you can help the Can't find it find on a it map, that on guy. Map. Right? Yeah, exactly. I've been busy, too. You're not huh? the only one. I've been sure. making a movie. It's a big, oh, a really? Movie. A movie? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah it's, it's a movie. It's a fictional war story. Uh, got the idea from Joe Biden. Should be a big sure. hit. Sorry, the jokes would be funnier if there was a loud helicopter in the background. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Sure. I, I, but I've also, I've also been reading up, and I'll finish here. Okay. I've also been... I've also been reading up on mental illness and a very serious uh, topic that's been in the news a lot lately. Uh-huh. Uh, and I found a fascinating little-known statistic. Uh, mental illness affects one out of every 44 presidents. So yeah, that's, I oh, I, I heard that. Again. You live and learn. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm having trouble with numbers today, but more math. It's all about, like you said, it's all about the math. The it numbers. is about the math, yeah. And I'm uh, I'm a math stupid. And I'm not, I'm amazed that I was able to subtract uh, 24 from 40 and come up with 16. Usually. And I'm not qualified to check your math. So <laughs> you're on your own. See, we're, we're useless together, aren't we? Yeah. Uh, all right. You know what? I got to thank someone right here and now. Uh, oh, our, our mutual friend, Brian Hoekstra, is, uh, yes. is doing amazing work right now he's helping me set up um a brand new nice. website for the late ches pazienza he used to be a co-host on this show and we lost right. him back in 2017 back in uh, in february of 2017 and what happened was his site disappeared when the domain name expired and of course none of us yeah. were getting the email alert saying oh your domain name is about to expire ches pazienza right. because none of us are ches pazienza so what happened was when the domain expired Someone grabbed it up and I tried to get it myself because it was there was some thing with GoDaddy or some crap. And and uh, so I was trying to register it. But this guy, I guess, in Indonesia <laughs> picked sure. it up and uh, and started his own Chez tribute site at that Deus Ex website domain. <laughs> And so, as a result, we lost everything, I guess, because no one can get into his blogger account either to get all those old articles that he posted for all those years. And then, so, what we've decided to do is Brian Hoekstra and I track down the entire site thanks to the folks at archive.org and the Wayback Machine. So, if you know uh, what that's all about, they have an entire archive of the entire internet basically preserved in this uh, Wayback Machine thing where you can dial up any website, any website domain from any year of the past 20 years, 
and you can get all of these old sites that no longer exist anymore. So if you want to see, it's like, also, it's also how we get Republican tweets that later got deleted. Also, yeah, they also archive that stuff, right? Yeah, but they do archive every web page. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So what Brian's doing is Brian's capturing the archived version of Chez's site, and then he's going to hand it off to me. He's going to hand the baton, so to speak, off to me, and then I'm going to post it all at chezpazienza.com, which is a domain name I just registered yesterday, and thank God. Thank God I got... Usually, if I go to register a domain name like that, it's already been taken, but I couldn't believe it. I was like, oh, my God, chezpazienza.com is still available. So I grabbed it up soon, Soon it will contain the entire archive of all of Chez's That's writing. Uh, what a uh, nice from, Yeah, from two, 2007 all the way up to 2017. So 10 years yeah. of Chez Pazienza writing wow. and observations and music and everything else. His, uh, his lists of all his favorite songs of every year and all of his favorite albums from every year. And then, of course, all of his essays and observations about politics and life, etc. It's all going to be there. And thank God for it. So once again, a, a huge thank you to Brian Hoekstra for doing the uh, legwork on this. Yeah, hey, Hives, he's amazing. He's amazing. He's, he's one of the good guys. Stuff. Yeah, definitely. He's the guy. He's the guy to go to for these things. So you were talking about mental illness there, uh, and by the yeah. <laughs> by the way, here's what here's the reaction that I'm getting uh, for your monologue jokes. And really? <laughs> uh, do I want to? Yes. Do I want to hear this? Yes, yes, yeah, of course. These all... will these these will not be archived. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure. Everyone loves, of course, your Tuesday monologues, oh, but they've been referring to them as dad jokes. And Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. I'm, ta- I'm taking that as a 100% compliment. That I can live with that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that's perfect. So during your dad jokes today, Buzz, uh, you're talking about mental illness. And, of course, yeah. Donald Trump was uh, showing his very best in uh, brainworm activities over the weekend. Yeah. And the uh, the brainworms were manifesting themselves in, in many different ways, many of which we'll get to here in just a second. So here's where we can send Donald Trump after he's done being president. Do you worry about Donald Trump being alone in the White House? And I'm in the White House and I was lonely. I know I do. Hi, I'm Martha Stewart. And there's a free service that you need to know about. It's called A Place for Don. If you have a windmill anywhere near your house, they say the noise causes cancer. They're the nation's largest (laughs) batshit crazy criminal chief executive referral service. And they can help you find the right federal facility fast. I'm not sure that I've ever even heard of a Category 5. A Place for Don offers free one-on-one advice for Congress people who haven't quite made up their minds about a referral. I hope they now go and take a look at the oranges. And a personalized list of maximum security. Homes, one of which will be perfect for an ex-chief executive. Believe me, I know. I've been there. We told Don, we found this place. It's affordable. It's great. You're going to love it. Let's go look at it. Caring for a delusional president (laughs) with a limited grip on reality can be difficult. God bless the United States. But now there's a place for answers. A place for Don. If you're struggling to get information about where to put your president during this difficult time, (laughs) then call to get the free help you need. Call now. 1-800-FED-LOCK. That's 1-800-FED-LOCK. You know I'm totally off script right now. Yeah, yeah, he is. But the brain worms, totally on script. 
Uh, thanks yeah, to uh, Rocky Mountain Mike, based on an idea wow. by Marion Ann Arbor and performed by Mary and Stephen Ann Arbor, along, of course, with the great Richard Hensel there at the end. Yeah, Richard Hensel's Very a nice. hero to all of us who talk for a living. So uh, <laughs> it's always nice to hear from uh, Richard and then, of course, Mary and Steve and Rocky Mountain Mike. So thanks for that. Uh, so as, as long as he's locked up, I think that's what we all care about. <laughs> that's right. So, uh, yeah, um, where do we begin? I guess the first thing I should ask is you're completely out of danger from Hurricane Dorian, right? That would appear to be the case. Good. I mean, uh, who, who knows? But it, it does look at this point where it's going to stay just offshore. Yeah. Uh, it, has, uh, it has expanded in size but weakened in strength, uh, much like me. There's another dad joke. <laughs> So that's right, okay. There, there it's you go. Moving, it's moving up the coast. I'm gonna have to think about that. It's yeah. moving up the it's moving up the <laughs> east coast of Florida, and uh, because it has expanded in size, it could actually do more damage, even though it's a weaker storm now. Yeah. Uh but but the track appears to be offshore uh as far as the center of the track goes. So it doesn't look like the west coast of Florida, where I am, uh will be affected. No, uh, what a relief. You know, we, we may get some spin-off showers from it, but uh, even that's questionable at this point. But you and Mrs. Burbank are moving to Alabama any day now, so you're you're totally screwed there. <laughs> if I could find it, if I knew where it was, Bob, I would, I would get right, me right. to Alabama. So, uh, yeah, Donald Trump has never heard of a Category 5 storm. This was Donald Trump the other day just making shit up and completely forgetting everything that's happened before. I'm not sure, yeah. I'm not sure that I've ever even heard of a Category 5. I knew it existed, and I've seen some Category 4s. You don't even see them that much, but a Category 5 is something that uh, I don't know that I've ever even heard the term other than I know it, it's there. That's the ultimate, and that's what we have, unfortunately. Oh, my God. Right. That's Trump right there. Yeah, but, uh, you know, he uh, he was clearly talking through a vacuum cleaner tube right there, first of all. <laughs> but second of all, yeah, he said he's never heard of a Category 5 storm. Donald Trump but, uh, yeah. works on kind of a uh, an endless loop tape. It's almost like the, the old carts that we used to use in Radio Buzz. Right, right. Yeah, it gets to the end of it, and then he starts all over again. Brand new, same thing that he said the previous time. And stuck in the moment, too. I mean, <laughs> yeah. it's, it, and, and here's the scary part. Not only uh, did that sentence not hold up, right. this is the eighth time he's said this in the last two years, mm-hmm. dating back to uh, 2017. Yeah. He said over and over again, I have never heard of a category. As Category 5 storms were approaching and in some case reaching the U.S., yeah. he, he has said now eight times. This is the eighth time he's said wow. he's never heard of a Category 5 hurricane. So it's not just saying he's never heard of a category. It's the fact that it's the eighth time he said that he had never heard of a Category 5 hurricane. That's incredible because you know what? I only have five times listed here, and if it's eight times, which I, I have no reason to doubt you, it's easily it eight times. I swear. I've got yeah. the dates. Yeah. Here, so, right I mean, in front of me. Here we go. September 14th, 2017, he uh, said it twice. September 21st, 2017, he said it once. Again on September 26th, again on October 3rd, again on October 19th. That was all last year. Yeah. He had uh, said it on May uh, 8th of this year, and he said it again on August 1st of this year. And there are your eight instances in which he said he's never forgetting, forgetting clearly that he had ever said that before or that he had heard of these things. 
Uh, but forgetting that he even said that. Trump is crazy. I mean, it's and it's always the same thing. I never even knew a Category 5 existed. Then again, he says, right. people have never seen anything like that. Nobody right. has ever heard right. of a five hitting land. Never heard These about Category 5s. Yeah. 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 These are common phrases for him. Nobody's like uh, The likes of which nobody's seen before. <laughs> uh, nobody's seen this before. Nobody's heard of this. That I can he tell you. He says this all the time about everything yeah. because he doesn't know and because he doesn't have any facts. And it's also because because he wants to be in charge during the most difficult endeavors to ever face the entire planet. Because this way, when it's all done, he can say, hey, look, I faced down the most difficult fill-in-the-blank here that anyone yeah. has ever confronted in the history of history. And He gets excited about that prospect. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he really does. Either that or, and this is also just as likely, that he's just immensely morbid and and really kind of gets off on other people's misfortune and tragedy but don't you think yeah i mean but those those eight times buzz that doesn't even begin to describe the lack of uh, familiarity with a category five especially knowing that uh he actually claimed 17 million dollars in insurance damages for mar-a-lago after hurricane irma hit and of course, Irma was uh, category five. There we go. Right. So, category five hurricane Irma, he collected $17 million for that, and he still has no and, idea what a category five is. And, and just a reminder, because I, I know a lot of people were tweeting and posting that they, oh, I hope it hits his place. I hope it hits Mar a Lago. I hope, hope it hits Largo, uh, you know. Yeah. And, and it, you don't want that because you're going to pay for it if it does, either through taxes or through insurance rates. If, uh, you know, if a hurricane hits Donald Trump's property, you're going to pay for it. Even when there's minimal damage, he's made insurance claims for even the most minor storms. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, collected on them. Uh, and, and I smell fraud there. And there certainly would be again. So all I'm saying is as much as. As much as that feels good in the moment to say that, be careful what you wish for. That's right. Right. I mean, while we all would love to see something of Donald Trump's destroyed, we, you know, there are other people who live there too. And so, uh, you know, as Mar-a-Lago goes, so does the rest of Palm Beach County and the rest of Florida to an extent. But it appears now that everything is moving uh, kind of up the coastline rather than careening right across uh, Florida. That seems where seems to be where the track is going. Uh, you know, and when we first saw the when we first saw this map, when it, before it had approached the Bahamas, it was headed straight for my house. I mean, if you yeah. if you laid a ruler down that center line, it would take you right to my place. And so naturally, I was concerned. Uh, but th- then predictions and models began curving it northward, and uh, as is often the case with a hurricane that approaches from that angle. And uh, so, yeah, it is, in fact, headed up the coast at this point. Uh, probably the uh, maybe Georgia, uh, although it's hard to tell, it may sort of uh, skirt Georgia, but the storm has widened. Uh, so there is a, a great threat to them uh, and, and to both the Carolinas. And, of course, as the president pointed out, uh, possible effects in Alabama. You don't know. You know? <laughs> this is right. I don't know where he gets Alabama out of that. I guess he saw, like, the far, far edge, like the most western edge possibly. I don't of- know of the cone and it kind of brushes against the lower eastern corner the southeastern corner of alabama a teeny tiny bit and maybe he was just going well 
Of course, that's that completely justifies it, well, even though we know that he Al- probably can't find it on a map. Alabama's on the Gulf Coast. Maybe he was holding the map sideways. I don't know. <laughs> that's true. Well, the other thing is uh, he went and uh, posted classified intelligence. He posted that picture of that destroyed Iranian missile site and and is sitting there going, well, of course I did. I'm allowed to do that. Why can't I do that? And it was right. one of the dumbest goddamn things because it's not just the photo. I don't know if he fully grasps this, but it's not the photo. It's not about the subject matter of the photograph. Right. It's, it's the fact that there is a series of surveillance satellites that are highly classified that right. are taking photographs of that region, right? And that's the thing that should have remained a secret. Of course, he's going, well, I can release whatever photo I want to because I'm the president. Well, yeah, you can, but that doesn't make it right. I mean, you can also commandeer the army and order them to arrest all of Congress if you wanted to. That oh, doesn't sh- make it. <laughs> I know. Give him- I, 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 I shouldn't have suggested that because we know that he listens to the show all the time, right? Right. They edit that out. He, had, he said here, uh, we had a photo and I released it, which I have the absolute right to do. Well, yeah. just because you have the right doesn't make it right. And, and of course, now the intelligence community is going uh, naturally. Uh, batshit over this whole thing and and other presidents have unclassified photos before as well kennedy did it george w bush yeah. did it. Uh, they did so though with i think generally the approval of the intelligence community the concern here is uh, as you said that iran fully aware it's being watched by american satellites it may not have known about that satellite <laughs> uh he did not run that by anybody as near as we can tell he took that photo on his cell phone off of a, a laptop computer screen. So uh, so he actually is responsible, I mean, literally responsible for the tweet. This wasn't a staffer and, or some other person. No, there. no, this was him. He took the photo of the laptop. That's how, that's how the president is shown these photos is via laptop computer. Uh, fortunately, defense intelligence stepped in and redacted the upper left corner of the picture where crucial data is written. I see. Uh, before letting him release it. So to that degree... But they were opposed otherwise to releasing the photo. They figured if he was going to do it anyway, we have to at least black out this info in the upper left. So good job, Magus. Uh, good job. Because now uh, Iran knows about our secret spy satellites. That was really smart. Well, this one, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and like I said, they knew they were being watched. They may not have known about this one. They may not have known about uh, how close we could get it. I've seen a commercial satellite photo of the same damaged launch site and uh, the difference, one of the differences with the U.S. Uh, government photo is that the government photo is much closer, yeah. much, more deta- much more detailed, mm. and includes tags that identify buildings and other uh, features of this bombed-out launch site. Wow. So the actual commercial photo could have shown basically the same stuff, but uh, with maybe a little less detail. Like anyone really following Donald Trump on Twitter is going to go, and- I want something with more detail than this. Why don't you give me some classified photography? Mr. Trump, please. And maybe the worst of it is, is that he used this classified material to taunt Iran. There was no uh, worldwide diplomatic purpose in releasing that photo other than to taunt Iran. Mm -hmm. That was its sole purpose. And along with the comment, gee, I hope you figure out who did this. Now, that's an intentionally incendiary remark because there were already suspicions, not from Iran officially, but the suspicions have been circulating, again, not from the Iranian government, but they've been circulating. The U.S. was involved in some kind of sabotage at yeah. this site that caused this explosion. 
if that is on any level true, and I, I don't know if it is or isn't. None of us do. No. Uh, none of us do. But uh, the president used that opportunity to taunt Iran, saying, gee, I hope you figure out who did it. Yeah, very, uh, very, very Vladimir with, Putin of him, wasn't with, it? With these suspicions afoot that the U.S., in fact, did it. Maybe we did, maybe we didn't, I don't know. But uh, Trump was exploiting this tension uh, and this opportunity to ratchet things up even more and taunt Iran. Is this a good idea? Uh, I, I think I implored people last week, go up to people on the street and ask them if this is a good idea. I don't think it is. Yeah, yeah, I know. And again, it's pulled directly from the Vladimir Putin pe- playlist because yeah. this is something that Vladimir Putin does. As soon as he gets caught doing something and then we know that it's him, he gaslights everybody and goes, that's not us. We had nothing to do with that. What? You're crazy for thinking that we would attack your election infrastructure and invade your sovereignty by disrupting your democratic elections over there to make you look silly and to make democracy look undesirable to the rest of the world. Uh, we didn't do anything like that. We have no... <laughs> You know, as they're describing the whole point of what it is they're trying to do, revealing themselves. I mean, just again, you know, both of these guys, Trump and Putin, are both Captain Obvious. They both are so clear. I mean, Donald Trump projecting his guilt all goddamn morning with uh, going off Mm -hmm. about the Inspector General report and Comey and continuing to rant about the Russian witch hunt, which, by the way, I I mean... Thanks for reinvigorating that conversation, Mr. Trump. Thanks for yeah. going there where, again, where, Biff. Where did that come from? Any clues, yeah. Bob? I, I hadn't seen anything to prompt his uh, unwarranted defense there. Have you? I, I don't know. Maybe it was the, just the Jim Comey thing, the uh, the report Still, that said yeah. that, yeah, he, he violated three, the rules but didn't break the law. Yeah. That was three or four fires ago. I don't, I, you know, as, as fast as the news God. moves, I'd almost forgotten about Comey. Yeah. He clearly and, has not. And, you know, I was watching, I watched uh, yesterday afternoon the movie Interstellar with uh, Matthew uh-huh. McConaughey. It's the second time I've seen it. But the thing is, the whole premise, the whole launching off point of the movie is that uh-huh. Earth suddenly becomes, uh, over a period of time, uninhabitable by humans and i'm looking at yeah i know i'm looking at everything happening in the news and going well christopher nolan really kind of nailed where we're headed (laughs) didn't he and plus we're not gonna have a wormhole to help us not not the first to nail it nail it i mean there have been a, a number of great movies that have Uh, talked about, you know, post-apocalyptic times. Well, the other thing is uh, Donald Trump, uh, uh, on the day that uh, commemorated the invasion, the Blitzkrieg invasion of Poland by Hitler and his Nazi forces, this is what Donald Trump chooses to say to Poland. I do have a great message for Poland that we have Mike Pence, our vice president, is just about landing right now. And uh, he is representing me. I look forward to being there soon. But I just want to congratulate Poland. It's a great country with great people. We also have many Polish people in our country. It could be 8 million. Uh, (laughs) We love our Polish friends. And I will be there soon. Oh, my God. Yeah. And by the way, Poland starts with the letter P. And it's in Eastern (laughs) Europe. I mean, what's its chief uh, export? Textiles? (laughs) You know, good God. Talk about this is the 
We, yeah, this is the, the length and breadth of his knowledge of Poland. He just told you everything he knows about it. That's and right. And he's just congratulated Poland for being invaded by Nazis. And, you know, he didn't even mention uh, uh, Poland's president, Duda. Look out. Oh, wait. Camp Town Racers sing this song. Duda, Duda. Camp Town Racetrack five miles long. Oh, Duda Day. That's my little Duda theme. Um, so uh, Pence is over there. There was a whole debacle with Pence, too, and where he was staying. He was staying at the uh, yes, uh, tr- one of the Trump's resorts, and it's like no. three hours away from where he needed to go in Dublin, uh-huh. and it's just a a goddamn mess over there. But staying uh, there, staying there at Trump's place, stay at my place. Staying there, <laughs> uh, uh, the taxpayers can pick up the bill, and the money can go into Trump's pocket because exactly. that's what he uses yep. the presidency for unconstitutionally, and. Uh, uh, Pence gets to ride in a helicopter, uh, and 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 taxpayers get to pay for that as well. Okay, let's take a quick break here and talk about our favorite plexiderm. Picture your face in the mirror. Do you see all those wrinkles around your eyes? How about crow's feet or those large under eye bags? Now imagine that they're gone. I'm not talking about some risky, expensive surgery. Gone in just. Minutes. It's called Plexiderm, a clinically studied serum that visibly enables or eliminates your wrinkles, crow's feet, and under eye bags in just minutes. It's the edge you've been looking for. If you don't believe it, uh, well, the the truth is I didn't believe it either until I tried it. In fact, we got our canister of Plexiderm here right when we first started talking about Plexiderm, and Kimberly Johnson and I had to kind of fight over it because we wanted to. Each one of us wanted to see if it actually did work. So she got it first. She tried it out. She was amazed that it worked but I didn't quite believe. So I had to try it myself and I stood there and, you know, in about, I don't know, five, six, seven minutes, gone, poof, all the wrinkles and everything out of the way. Uh, Simply put, I'm blown away by the results. Plexiderm can give you the confidence you'll need to be yourself at work or out with friends. The best part is Plexiderm goes on clear so nobody knows that you're using it unless you tell them and honesty is always the best policy, but if you don't, hey, that's okay, too. Go to triplexiderm.com and use my code SEXYLIBERAL. Again, that's two words, SEXYLIBERAL at triplexiderm.com for 50% off plus an additional $10 off. That's right, 50% off an extra and an extra $10 off. This offer is also available by calling 1-800-685-1292 and mentioning the code SEXYLIBERAL. Plexiderm is backed by a 30-day money-back guarantee. Visit triplexiderm.com Plexiderm.com today and use the code sexy liberal at checkout. The Bob Seska Show. Oh, yeah, this is uh, Freak Bass. That's Freak with two E's. Freak Bass, all one word. The song called Thrust from All the Way This. That's the new album. Uh, By the way, I've got the uh, link in the description below if you want more Freak Bass. Yeah, I know Freak Bass from Twitter. We have a good time uh, chatting about bass lines. Yeah, we do. That's what I do. When I'm not talking about politics, I'm talking about bass lines. Sue me. (laughs) 
A little throwback to like Earth, Wind, and Fire. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Uh, by Which the way, makes you happy. Yeah. You have a new music show out this month. This I week. do. Yeah. In yeah. fact, I I just posted it uh, uh, Sunday night. In fact, yes. uh, Indie Music Countdown. Go to bobseska.com. You can listen there. Also, Indie Music Countdown on Apple Podcasts and everywhere you get your podcasts, including Stitcher Radio and all points in between. Um, okay, so up next, over the weekend, I ended up in a uh, little bit of a spat with some guy named James Gagliano <laughs> about, uh, of course, gun control. Uh, yeah. He posted something along the lines of, uh, what I said here, PSA, the AR and AR style weapon is not an acronym uh-huh. for assault rifle or automatic rifle. Avoid making this nomenclature mistake. AR is actually shorthand for the company. Armalite that designed uh, the weapon in the 1950s and the rifle. Armalite rifle equals AR. Best to understand the description. Of course, this is more gunsplaining. I tangled with this guy as well, and I, my, my short response was, and yet it's still an assault rifle. What a coincidence. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, I mean, this is the thing that pops up in every thread under every gun control yes, uh, tweet yes. or article or blog. Yeah, it is complete bullshit. Uh, by the way, Armalite, the uh, AR in the acronym ARMA, an Armalite, that stands for assault rifle, by the way. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, a lot of people don't know that. Yeah, so when these people are going, hey, well, AR doesn't stand for assault rifle. It stands for Armalite rifle. Well, there is an AR in Armalite, and the AR in Armalite stands for assault rifle. So go fuck yourself. How about that? Um, so, yeah, so th- this always comes up. And, uh, of course, I replied to this guy. I said, now, now, you've, now that you've clarified the acronym, Mr. Wizard, do the right. number of people killed at Sandy Hook and a dozen other places uh, by a guy with an AR-15. Yeah. And, and that, to me, where the, is where the real focus of the conversation needs to be, of not course. on the stupid goddamn acronym, which is just repetitive and annoying mm, and splainy and all the rest of it. Yeah. So um, on that note... Been a lot of confusion about yeah. this, Bob. I agree. So here now are the top 10 things the A could stand for in AR-15. Uh, so top the top 10, 10 things, things, yeah. Exactly. Top 10 things the A could stand for. Thank you, Paul. The top 10 things the A could stand for in AR-15. Here we go. Number 10, Acme. Number 9, Acne. Number 8, Arachnophobia, because they're great for killing spiders. I see. Number 7, Asexual. Number 6, Aryan, which is really just asexual again. Number 4, Agnes, number three, <laughs> asshole, and number two, available at Walmart. <laughs> and the number one thing the A could stand for in AR-15. Number one, Mitch McConnell. There we go. <laughs> A little machine gun here, too. How about that? Oh, very nicely done. <clears throat> <laughs> you know, we were just talking about this the other day. We were just talking about we how uh, yeah. w- everyone uh, on Morning Radio used to see, steal bits directly from David Letterman. And and right, here we go. Right. Perfect. And it just it struck me as a silly concept, uh, trying to think of A words. Uh, yeah, yeah. For, for, yeah. Because, of the, because of that guy. Because of the very <laughs> because guy, of that guy. That you, you tangled with. Yes, that dick. Right. 
Uh, uh, several new gun laws went into effect on Sunday in Texas. Perfect timing right after a, a, another mass shooting there, right? Eight of them, yes. Yeah. Um, allowing guns in foster homes because, you mm-hmm. know, as soon as you enter a foster home, first thing I'm thinking is, where's my goddamn gun? Uh, toddlers, because- toddlers with guns, be afraid. Be very, <laughs> very right. afraid. Another law makes it illegal for landlords to disallow guns in rental units. Right. Uh, you own the building. You own the building, but yeah. you can't tell the guy who lives there not to have a gun in your building. Another law makes right. it easier to bring guns into churches, which is right. uh, totally the perfect place to have, uh, you know, collateral damage when you're in a, you know, a gunfight. When it's suddenly the OK Corral during the homily. This is the have best priced, time. Have, have you priced stained glass? <laughs> That's right. Have they not thought about the stained glass, for Nobody God's sake? Nobody thinks about these things, Bob. Greg Abbott uh, has always been tone deaf on this topic, yeah, and and a little bit in the Alex Jones world, I would say, kind of, sort of. That far. Yeah. Uh, as you remember, Jade Helm, during the Jade Helm military exercises, Greg Abbott ordered his Texas State Guard to go and monitor the United States military as it did these exercises to make sure that it wasn't going, the the army wasn't going to take over uh, all kinds of small towns in Texas and Arizona and New Mexico. That was really important to do. Make sure you you use state resources to to make sure that there's not going to be an Alex Jones fever dream that's going to storm Blitzkrieg across the country. Uh, But he said here in 2015, this is a, This is a a fascinating tweet that sort of made the rounds on Twitter over the weekend. It said here, uh, I'm embarrassed. Texas is number two in the nation for new gun purchases behind California. Let's pick up the pace, Texans. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cute. Yeah. Very cute. Funny. Yeah. Uh, as you can see, we're just laughing out loud and uh, I just can't stop slapping my knee. It's just an incredible bit of comedy right there. Um, but And they I, will not budge. They will not budge no, despite no. what they see going on in the country and around them. Uh, they will not budge on this. Well, the good news for Governor Abbott is that uh, Texas is number one right now in mass yes. shooting deaths for the month of yep. August 2019. So congratulations, uh Governor Good. Abbott, you're Good number work. one yeah. finally in something. We mean that in the way that President Trump congratulates Poland, of course. <laughs> That's right. Shit, shit. Um, well, meanwhile, Moscow Mitch is in the news. Uh, Moscow Mitch McConnell said he's uh, he'd absolutely confirm a Supreme Court justice uh, next year if 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 an availability comes up and Donald Trump has to nominate another Supreme Court justice, he would yeah. approve it next year. You know, an election year. You know when uh, the last time we yes, had an election right. year? No, I know. Yeah, I know. said that uh, yeah. couldn't do it. I, I think we should we send Ruth Bader Ginsburg over to kick his ass because yeah. I think she could do it, first of all. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you know, I, 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 I hope this doesn't happen. I hope I that... Uh, but that's all we can do, isn't it? Uh, it yeah. Is just hope. Well, if it happens, uh, let's hope that it's Clarence Thomas or someone. There is a way to round this, by the way. Yeah. There is a way, and that is the removal of this president. That's uh, true. Per- perhaps without this president, you know, I, I mean, I don't know. You have to think about Pence and all that. But I, I, this is why it, it, Trump is there to enable Mitch on this. He's got yeah. Trump's got Mitch's back on this. And they have each other's backs on this. Yeah, uh, and uh, where this is the. This is the corner we have voted ourselves into. Well, watch for this. This may be an interesting uh, turn of events. Watch for uh, Clarence Thomas to retire next year. And I'll tell you why. 
Because if he retires mm-hmm. in 2020, before the 2020 election, mm-hmm. that means the Republican Senate will be able to confirm a replacement conservative justice. Now, if Clarence Thomas waits until 2021 and a right. Democrat is in the White House, then right. that seat is going to flip from conservative mm-hmm. to liberal. And I don't think Mitch McConnell or Donald Trump or the entire uh, conservative entertainment complex wants that to happen. They don't want uh, to give uh, President Biden slash President Sanders slash President Warren slash President Harris the opportunity to replace Clarence Thomas. So it's possible that Clarence Thomas at now age 71 Uh will step down preemptively before he gives the Democrats an opportunity to replace him. And so I'm, you know, we all have our fingers crossed for the health of both Breyer and RBG, uh, but, you know, anything can happen. So I, I hope that my, uh, they'll hang on, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah. My, my, thought, my thought on this is that, first of all, even if uh, uh, Clarence Thomas were to be replaced by another conservative, I can't imagine it being someone as radically conservative as, Clarence Thomas. No. Uh, some of the other appointees that Trump has, uh, Gorsuch, I think in particular, has surprised us and has not necessarily sided with Trump and the Republicans on a number of issues. In other words, there's some flexibility there. There's a there's an opening there. Yeah. Uh, you don't get you don't get that with Clarence Thomas. Maybe with his replacement, even a conservative, you would. But 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 uh, the other thing I want to mention is that they said the same thing about Ruth Bader Ginsburg that she should have retired before uh, Obama left office so that he could replace her. Uh, They said that until they saw that Obama in his last year in office was not going to be allowed to replace the Supreme Court justice. And and that's when everybody shut up about uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg and prayed for another five years of good health for her. Well, you know, I've always been opposed to the idea, Buzz, of stacking the court with more justices, like expanding maybe to 11 justices on the Supreme Court up from nine. Uh, Oh, we can't win this way, so let's do this flank maneuver and try to do something weird with the number of justices. I know, and my gut goes with you on that, Bob, except for one thing. Yes. They they cheated. They've stacked the court. They've broken the rules to stack the court, so... No, I don't want to cheat, but I want to, what I want to do is restore a, a natural balance to this thing yep. that does not exist because it's been cheated, because it's been artificially contorted by Republicans. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, and I certainly don't want to make a habit of this, but uh, what they did needs to be undone, not because they appointed conservative judges, but because of the way they did it. Now, do you think that there is ultimately an end game with the potential for that back and forth playing uh, playing politics with the Supreme Court? I mean, obviously, there's lots of politics that surround the Supreme Court, especially now. But um, so Mitch McConnell did this thing where he blocked Merrick Garland in 2016. Right. We right. turn around and we expand the court, which I think, in all fairness, can happen now that Mitch McConnell has put this kind of ridiculousness on the table. Uh, That's her off, maybe, huh? Yeah, but at the same time, though, my only concern with that, and this is, again, my only concern, is that then the Republicans retaliate by doing something else, and then it becomes this... uh, 
this back and forth, this hot potato that gets thrown back and forth, uh, endlessly escalating towards something, which I don't know what that end game would ultimately be. But at some point, that would have to stop, wouldn't it? At some point, we'd have to go, okay, let's stop monkeying with the Supreme Court and let's all decide that uh, we minimize the amount of politics that we've linked up with this over the past uh, a couple of years. And let's try to actually uh, play like grownups on this now. And I hope that we eventually get to that place. I don't know whether we will, because it just seems like, you know, the way politics works, especially in the past uh, 30, 40 years, is that endless back and forth. Well, you did this first. Well, okay, well, now we're going to do this other thing, and then they're going to retaliate. You know what I mean? It just, it, it, it starts to make me uh, nervous. Then we must make sure that the Republicans never hold power again. <laughs> That's... <And> if- <laughs> Perfect. If they if they stay on the course they're on, that's not impossible. Right, right. I think that's entirely possible. I mean, the best case scenario uh, ultimately is that Donald Trump uh, reduces it in stature small enough so that That'll it do. becomes what David Frum thinks it should be, which is a permanent opposition party where the Republicans are there just to kind of keep the Democrats from going too crazy or something like that. I mean, that was, I'm not, I'm not making that up. That is David Frum is a lifelong Republican. David Frum understands politics like the back of his hand. And what he said was, uh, something that I think, uh, is the way things ought to be as a standard. Obviously, it's not always going to be like that. But in the United States, I think it's better off when you've got adults in the Democratic Party making all the tough decisions and doing all the governing while you have the Republicans sitting there and just uh, acting as a check on Democratic I, I power. Think, I think the Republican Party is minimally qualified to act as a, an opposition party. Yes. I'll, <laughs> I'll go along with I'll give them. That's my ringing endorsement. <laughs> Minimally qualified. <laughs> Minimally qualified. That's right. Uh, and again, um, I, you know, I don't know if I've spoken about this on the free version of the show yet, but uh, we've been watching The Loudest Voice. In fact, we just watched the uh, finale last night, okay. um, which is the uh, Showtime series about Roger Ailes. And uh, and again, I'm watching this series, and, which is entirely about Roger Ailes, with an incredible series of performances, primarily by uh, Russell Crowe in this uh, in this miniseries. But the thing that I right. keep going back to as I'm watching this series is. This is not so much about Roger Ailes as it is about Donald Trump. Just about everything that you're watching on the screen being done by Roger Ailes, I also get the sense that Donald Trump is responsible for a similar kind of thing. Maybe not the you know the uh, ugly evil genius of running Fox News Channel the way Roger Ailes did. Uh, certainly the sexual assault and sexual harassment that's going on, or that was that going culture. on. Yeah, uh, that a shared culture. culture, a shared culture between them. Yeah. Exactly right, and also I think Roger Ailes was the inspiration for a lot of what Donald Trump believes because Donald Trump the ultimately is an empty vessel. Donald Trump absorbs what he thinks is right and what he thinks will benefit him personally and then regurgitates all of that. So basically, Donald Trump's entire platform is horked directly from Fox News Channel, which was Roger Ailes and Roger they Ailes do it, was I will say, I will say this about Fox. They do it better. They do it better than Trump does. Yeah, but, that is but true. I think, but, but I think you're right. I think uh, he saw what he perceived as working 
for Fox and tried it himself. He doesn't have the intellect for it. Yeah. But uh, the, the technique he has found effective, and, and he's right, it has been effective. Uh, but his uh, qualifications are no more than that of a carnival barker, I think. Yeah, a, a, an extremely paranoid carnival barker. <laughs> right, right. I mean, that was Indeed. the key to uh, Roger Ailes' entire lifespan, basically. Is just Paranoia? This, yeah, this utter d- degree of bellicose uh, paranoia where everything was a fight. It's always them coming after me and trying to take what we have, which is the we being the white establishment, said, uh, spoken so clearly by uh, uh, Bill O'Reilly back in, in 2012 or whatever it was. That's what uh, Roger Ailes was aiming toward, and that's what they're Donald are, Trump yeah. is aiming toward. Yeah, they're all, they're all about fear. They're motivated by fear, and they use fear to motivate others. And, and, and while we were sitting here talking about that, it occurred to me that that's a, a basic psychological uh, definition of liberals and and conservatives uh, a conservative is by nature i think afraid yeah that is why they are conservative that's and right withdrawn a progressive a liberal or progressive isn't afraid to go forward isn't afford isn't afraid to try new things mm-hmm. uh, isn't afraid to expand their thinking while a conservative tends to withdraw into this very tight little fetal ball yeah, uh, yeah. and and uh, that, really that's an interesting thing i hadn't thought about before but but uh, maybe that sort of explains the use and motivation of fear among conservatives that's right and the uh the sexual harassment by the way was um one of two main prongs as to why roger ailes was so sinister the way he treated all the women around him including his wife mm-hmm. um but at the same time running concurrently with that was the horrendous way he was running Fox News Channel. And and horrendous right. from the outside. Obviously, from a normal perspective looking in, it was horrendous. From the inside, it was making Rupert Murdoch and Murdoch's boys gigantic profits. And sure. so in that sense, it was successful, but it was successful in the most evil way possible, where it was playing to the, the fears and paranoias and bigotry of the a certain segment of the American population, which Donald Trump has now politically weaponized. And, uh, you know, again, you, you just can't look at the loudest voice without constantly thinking Trump, 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 Trump. And then ultimately, and this goes to the finale last night, I <laughs> best case scenario, Trump goes down in a similar way that uh, Roger Ailes yeah. goes down. Yeah. It seems inevitable, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't I don't think you can succeed with a with a, a game plan like that. That's not a great business model. Uh, in, in the long run, it certainly did uh, pay very well for them each, yeah. uh, Fox and Trump, in the short run. But uh, long term, I don't think it, it pays off. And uh, I think we can see where this is headed uh, for, for Trump, certainly, uh, just as it was for Fox. You know, the, the other curious thing that I noticed that uh, connects both Roger Ailes and Donald Trump is the very liberal, small L liberal use of non-disclosure agreements. That was one of the things. Oh, like, yeah. Roger Ailes oh, getting, yeah. getting all these women to sign NDAs, former employees signing NDAs. Uh, you know, uh, whether it was, uh, who was it, Brian Lewis or is it Bill Lewis? Or the Seth MacFarlane character from, from the, the uh, uh, Brian, uh, miniseries. Brian, yeah, Brian, yeah. Brian Lewis, yeah. Uh, none of these people, including Gretchen Carlson, can actually talk about Fox News Channel for the rest of their lives. They can't right. talk about anything that they experienced during their time there because of these ironclad 
NDAs. And uh, we were talking about this on, on Thursday show, Buzz, uh, with regard to Donald Trump and his NDAs. And now we're discovering uh, more and more often that maybe even cabinet level secretary, certainly West Wing staffers, sure. but also cabinet level secretaries and maybe undersecretaries too, have all signed non-disclosure agreements so that they are legally forbidden from talking yeah. about uh, Donald Trump and all of his rank incompetence. And I guess the latest example is Mad Dog Mattis as uh, <laughs> the latest example of that, because clearly he is holding his fire. He is not saying certain things, and it could be an NDA, it could be some sort of I, some form of patriotism about the presidency. I think that's or, what it is. I think he's, yeah. he's trying to continue to play it straight. I can't imagine him uh, agreeing to sign an NDA. I can't imagine, imagine him being presented with an NDA. Yeah. I will say two things about uh, non-disclosure agreements, and, and one is that uh, they're valid only if a court rules them so. Yeah. Uh, some are, because of their wording, invalid. Uh, some are, you know, it, 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 it's just because it's on paper doesn't doesn't mean it's legit. And uh, so there's that to consider. And also, when one of the parties dies, yeah. uh, the agreement is off. So if Trump were to, say, pass away, anybody who had signed a deal with him, uh, that their deal with him, uh, if their deal was, was, was Fox, that was something different. Yeah. But if they had a deal directly with Roger Ailes, that deal's off now. Now mm -hmm. he's dead, as it would be with Trump, uh, yeah. you know, with, with his passing. Uh, so uh, and, and and so I think with Ailes, I, I think, uh, you know, you could go back and and uh, some of those could be challenged easily now that he's not there to contest them. And the other thing you, you mentioned, uh, death as being the end of an NDA. Yes. <laughs> the things I noticed last night is they didn't show at the very spoiler warning. I know most of us know that Roger Ailes died. I think it was earlier this year. Uh, the fact is that uh, they didn't show Roger Ailes death in the uh, miniseries. It wasn't at the end. It was just in the form of sort of an epilogue text on a screen kind of thing. Right. And, right. you know, I turned to Kimberly after we were done watching it and I said, that's the only thing I didn't like about this miniseries was the fact that we didn't get to see Roger Ailes die. I would have loved no, to watch you, Roger some, Ailes die. Some some gasping, moaning, and drooling would have been a good yeah. a good touch. Watching uh, him. Uh, he, I, he, I, he fell in the bathroom, didn't he? He fell down in the bathroom, knocked his head, <laughs> and because he was a hemophiliac, he ended up uh, getting a brain bleed, and that's how he died. It's just really, a shame we yeah. couldn't see that. Just uh, It's uh, very similar to Elvis in that way. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly yeah. right. Just different body parts. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's interesting that, that you bring this up now yeah. at a time where of Fox News and Trump are fighting publicly mm -hmm. uh, and taking some pretty good swings at each other. I've been uh, surprised, and uh, they, they've made me smile to see uh, certain people at Fox fighting back in a way Neil that we never, yeah. never thought we'd see. He's one of the latest, uh, Judge Napolitano over the weekend uh, as well, uh, accused Trump of violating the Constitution's separation of powers three times wow. just last week. Incredible. Just in one week, he says he violated it three times. So we're starting to see these glimmers of, of resistance at, at Fox. And, and, of course, not from the prime timeline, not from Hannity and, 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 and Pirro and those. You're not going to get that. But uh, mommy and daddy are fighting. And uh, I do not expect them to break up. Uh, you know, Trump has talked about people going to, uh, you know, finding another uh, network, another conservative network, because Fox isn't working for them anymore. Uh, it, that's not going to happen. Fox viewers are not going to leave Fox. My dad can't find another channel on the TV <laughs> at this point. Uh, don't tell the Red Hats, though, because uh, don't tell them that they're going to stay together, uh, because right now I'd rather see them worry 
about the fact that mommy and daddy, Fox and Trump, are fighting and that Walmart has asked them not to bring their guns in anymore. Uh, this is not a good day for red hats right. uh, because of the things that are go- some of these things that are that are happening. Uh, and and so it'll be interesting. Keep you know get your popcorn ready and keep watching because the, because there's a lot going on right now. Yeah. And by the way, I just a side note for our listeners. Uh, great editing today, Bob. Just really, <laughs> we've been losing our ISDN signal you throughout would, the entire but- goddamn show. For different reasons, Bob and I both deserve combat pay today. Uh, it this is, is ridiculous. This I mean, has been this has been a bit of a challenge, but by God, we're seeing it through. Yeah, you know, <laughs> and I have a prediction too. And this is I was yes. going to try to get to this before the break, but we're going to do a quick uh-huh. break here. We're going to wrap up the show, but I've got a I've got a prediction about what oh. Donald Trump is going to do potentially after he leaves office. Uh, we're going to do that in just a second, right after these words. Hey, dude. At the racetrack is a blast. High five. Whoa, man, uh, you can put your arm down now. What? You gonna leave me hanging? Come on, bring it in for a hug. Uh, that's okay, man. We're cool. Why, what's the matter? We're all buds, man. Uh, well, I, I hate to tell you, but I think you need to take a pit stop. What? I'm not driving a race car, man. No, pit stop. It's, uh, well, an all-natural deodorant that'll keep your pits from, uh, being the pits. Oh, no. My pits are the pits. Hey, don't worry, man. Luckily, my pals over at Bubble Genius have you covered. They've created all-natural stuff to help with summer stank. Everything from pit stop deodorant to cooling facial mist to talc-free body powders that leave you soft, not sweaty. Hey, cool! You said it. Bubble Genius keeps you cool all summer long. BubbleGenius.com Bob Seska This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Yes, it is. This is another play for Dave Moulter in his song Mid-Century Man. Uh, The name of the album is, I'm looking it up quickly, Foolish Heart. That's the the name of Dave's new album. I love this stuff. uh, We've heard from Dave before on the show, and I'm a huge fan. Also, you should follow him on Twitter, too. I think it's Dave Moulter Music on Twitter. May I just say? Yes. (laughs) The irony. Good taste. Yeah, okay. See, you just said, may I just say, and right then and there, your audio muted because of this goddamn ISDN. Okay, so you (laughs) you were going to say? Oh, we lose him again. Oh, shit. It happened again. Okay, now I'm going to refresh that thing. Oh, hell. (laughs) I was just going to say, yeah, okay. (laughs) What were you just going to say? I I don't remember now. I say I, I got it. I got it. I got it. Okay. I just I just want to say you have great taste in music. Oh, thank you, Th- thank you. And that's, it's that's it's okay. only as good as the uh, the musicians that submit their music to me. So uh, bobseska.com/slash/music. Thank you for you, for providing good taste for me because I w- I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. You you choose it well, my friend. <laughs> thank you, you, thank you. Okay. Well, I was gonna say here's my prediction for what Donald Trump will do if he loses the election. And again. Yes. God damn it, don't get happy. Uh, If he uh, loses the election, uh, one of two things will happen. 
And right. one is more sinister and the other is, well, predict very easily predictable. Well, the sinister one is obviously he's going to put up a big stink about the results of the election. But what will happen is obviously the movement of democracy will move forward and the next president will be inaugurated. Yeah. Yes. But Donald Trump will form almost a shadow presidency where he'll continue to do rallies. He'll continue uh -huh. to tweet. He'll continue to behave as if he is the president, but he's not the president. He won't be. He'll be like. Uh, like a white Louis Farrakhan. <laughs> yeah, kind of in that sense. Uh, uh -huh. But the, I mean, the other thing that he could do, and this relates back to uh, Fox News Channel. This is why I thought yeah. of it. We were talking about Fox News Channel a second ago. Uh, that uh, there is a competitor to Fox News Channel, and it is called OANN, uh, the One America News Network. And here's my prediction. I just came up with this, so yeah. <laughs> hang on tight. All I right. think Donald Trump is going to join up with OANN, I think Donald Trump is going to hork some uh, Fox News talent and bring them over to OANN and, and rename it, rebrand it Trump TV. I think uh, OANN will become Trump TV, and that'll be Donald Trump's post-presidency project. And Ham, hey, you know, I think this is a fine prediction. I don't doubt it at all. I yeah. think this could absolutely happen. But let me ask you this. <laughs> okay. Let's think ahead. How long can that last? How long can that channel stay afloat if that happens how in terms of years how many years do you give that before it just uh, dies of its own weight well um maybe about as many years as trump university lasted or trump yeah, steaks see, or trump vodka I, you know this is swell this would be a great way for him to just uh, sort of gradually disappear yeah. and and really from our radar disappear completely and wouldn't it be something if he did poach and i use this term loosely talent from fox news and took it with him to OANN, turned to Trump TV, uh, and Fox decided to play it a little straighter going forward. Yeah. Uh, maybe they'll still be a, a lean conservative network, but maybe they won't be as stupid conservative as they've been with some of the folks that Trump will take with him through his new network. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think what you're saying is entirely plausible. I say, great, I hope so, more power to him. Again, my dad can't find OANN on the cable. <laughs> Uh, a lot of cable companies don't carry it. Uh, yeah. So, uh, you know, good luck. Fine. See you, Donald. Enjoy it. Bye-bye. What you got to do now, Buzz, is find it yourself next time you're there and block uh -huh. it preemptively. Preemptive. This yeah. I could get away with. Yeah. This I could do. If it is on his, on the cable, uh, and I don't know that it is, but if it is, I block <laughs> it. He never finds it, yeah. and we live happily ever after. I mean, it's going to be all the rejects from Fox News Channel going over there, like Dan Bongino and all those guys. They'll be right, uh, all right. loaded up on OANN, and, and Donald Trump will make it Trump TV, and then he'll take on Fox News Channel, then Fox News Channel will position itself more as the moderate conservative cable I don't mean, I, I don't, you know, perhaps this is underestimating Trump's base, but I don't think they can find him. <laughs> I don't, without Fox, without they can find Fox, and they'll still find Fox. They're not going to leave Fox. Yeah, if, if Trump leaves Fox, they won't go with him. So well, part, good luck. Part of the problem is the red hats aren't going to be able to spell O A N N. That's a major <laughs> problem for them. Uh, Starting okay. with Dan Bedondi. Yes, <laughs> that's right. Uh, okay, the best hour of news you're going to hear all goddamn week comes up this Thursday. It's it is a lot of people. A lot of people call it dad news. Dad news. That's right. Buzz Burbank. No. <laughs> I'm just, you know, I'm just giddy. Uh, uh -huh. and, uh, and and stupefied by our uh, technical problems here on the show today. So I'm just giggly at this point. <laughs> just It'll just only take, it's only going to take three or four hours to edit this together. You'll be fine. <laughs>
BuzzBurbank.com, also RealmNetwork.com, and you can Thank get it you. anywhere else you get your podcast, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and all points in between, Apple Podcasts, and what have you, and any place you happen to uh, listen to podcasts. Your, your best for, today's to- show, for today's show, I'd use Stitcher. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Shit. Okay. Uh, meanwhile, Sexy Liberal Podcast Network, SexyLiberal.com, my show, Jody Hamilton's show, Stephanie Miller's show, Randy Rose's show, Dean Abadala's show, uh, John Fugelsang has a show, of course, Frangela has a show, Rude Pundit, Dana Goldberg, and uh, Proud Resistor, they've all got shows there at SexyLiberal.com. Make sure to uh, give a five-star rating and reviews to all of your favorite podcasts. Thank you in advance for that. Uh, okay, postmortem show coming up next on our Patreon page. I think, maybe, if it'll continue to work, Gilligan has to keep pedaling his bamboo bicycle. We'll see you over there, folks. Bye-bye. Gilligan! If you enjoyed that podcast, I hope you'll check out my podcast, I Want to Be Your Muslim Friend, with me, Dean Obidala, because I want to be your MBFF each week where I'm going to make you laugh while making you smarter, right here on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network.